A flash of blue amongst the grey volumes, up in the corner shelf ahead, just where the stairway ends. Below, the shopkeeper coughs again, a mucus, jagged sound. Matiek reaches for the book, standing up on his toes and pulling at the blue binding with his fingertips. The book falls, and a cascade of others comes toppling down with it. Dust stings his eyes and throat. He starts coughing. What are you doing up there, boy? says a creaking voice, followed by sudden shuffling steps and the groaning of floorboards. Matiak gets down on his knees, tosses aside books on flea circuses and singing mice, and uncovers the blue volume. There are tears and dents on the cover, with brown paper peeking out, but the silver cover design, with its minarets, stars, and moon, is still bright. Something comes up the stairs, something that smells of incense and dust, not the shopkeeper anymore, but something far worse, something papery and whispering and old. Matyak fixes his eyes on the book and flings it open. The words leap out at him, black insects moving on the yellowed page. Among the histories of past peoples, a story is told that in the old days, in the islands of India and China, there was a Sasanian king, a master of armies, guards, servants, and retainers, who had two sons, an elder and a younger. The words swirl. The paper and the letters bulge out, form the shape of a hand, fingers of black and white reaching out from the book. The dust thing coughs and whispers, and something brushes Matyek's shoulder, tickling sharply. He grabs the hand as hard as he can, and the razor edges of the word fingers cut his palm. But he holds on, and the hand pulls him in, into the suddenly vast sea of language in front of him. The words roll over him like waves. A gentle teasing pull and push of cold foam around his bare feet, a warm evening sun above, a beach of white sand like a smile. For a while there, I thought you weren't going to make it, the thief says. He holds Matyak's hand in a warm, tight grip, a slight man in shorts and a white shirt, eyes hidden behind sunglasses, blue like the Book of Nights. The thief has laid a towel on the sand, close to a cluster of abandoned parasols and lounge chairs. They sit together and watch the slow descent of the sun into the sea. I used to come here, Matyak says. You know, before. I know. I took it from your memories, the thief says. And suddenly, the empty beach is full of Saturday afternoons. Matyek and his father would go to the tech bazaars first, spread the loot on the sand, test little swimming drones in the waves, or just sit and watch the ferries and jet skis. But even with the soft sand between his toes, the smell of sun and sweat and salt on his skin, and the red curve of the rocks at the other end of the beach, it does not feel quite right. Not entirely his. You mean you stole it, Matyek says. You didn't seem to need it. Besides, I hoped you'd like it. It's okay, I suppose, Matyek says.
Some details are wrong. Blame your memory, not me, the thief says. That bothers Madiak. You look different too, he says, just to say something else. It helps with not getting caught, the thief says. He takes off his sunglasses and puts them in his breast pocket. He does look a little different somehow, although Matyek could swear the heavy eyelids and the eyebrows and the little twist in the corner of his mouth are the same as before. You never told me how they caught you, Matyek says, just about the prison and how Mealy got you out and how she took you to Mars to look for your memories so you could steal something for her boss and then she would let you go. And then...